Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome to another edition of Small Doses. We are continuing with our artist series. We're talking to all different types of visual artists specifically. specifically. So this week we are treated to an animator, which I feel like animators don't get enough love. And there's a certain level of patience that comes with being an animator. I feel like you have to have a certain type of personality to be an animator because it's a lot of just like sitting there and doing small increments of things to create a bigger picture, which is why I am not an animator. I don't have that kind of patience. But somebody who I was very fortunate to become in contact with, so my partner, who, by the way, my man be knowing good-ass people. And that's, I feel like, a good testament to the goodness of my dude. Because everyone he's introduced me to has not only been cool, but they've been on point and professional. And that is what brought me to Andres. How do you pronounce your last name? You can say Solar. Is that the American way or what's the proper way? Uh, Soler. Thank you. So we have Andres Soler. And Andres, you know, I was telling Devon, I was like, you know, I really want to do an animated open for this web series I'm doing, Views from Manland. He's like, oh, you should talk to Andres. And I was like... Like a word, he's like, yeah, you got, got cool, cool shit. shit. Yeah. So he sent me to Andres's Instagram, which is, by the way, A N D R E S S O L E R. And I went to his Instagram, and was like, oh, because honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was gonna send me to somebody's Instagram, it was gonna be janky. But I was <laughs> like, this is really dope. And y'all, I called Andres. We had a maybe eight minute conversation, <laughs> and he sent me back. The version, I, I think we may have made like two minor changes, but Andres, you sent me back the intro to Views from Amanda Land, and it was, what I loved about it was that it was something that I never would have done myself. Oh, never. Well, thank you. So thank welcome you. to the show, Andres Soler, um, graphic <laughs> artist, animator, extraordinaire, etc., based out of Houston. And this is the first time that I am getting to like visually see Andres, <laughs> and you match exactly how I envisioned you in my mind. Really? <laughs> I think I envisioned you with a curly fro, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I wish I had a curly fro. That'd be cool, actually. <laughs> so, Andres, you know, like I was saying before, animation is such a specular art form. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm -hmm. like it's not something that anybody just, like, lands in. So, talk us through, first of all, how did you even get into the art space? Like, were you always an artist? Were you that kid that was always doodling? Or was it like one day you were drawing and somebody was like, hey, you should be an artist? Uh, no, I was always that art kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in school. I remember in elementary school, I would just have a knack for art. So we would have like an assignment in class and I would just be drawing because I was a really shy kid in, in school and I would be quiet. I wouldn't talk to anyone and I would be drawing the assignment 
And then a kid would walk by my desk and then they would just be like, whoa. And uh, before you know it, the whole class would be at my desk. And that's how it was. And then from that day on, everyone would know me as the artist. And that would happen every year. Really? Until high school. Until high school. Yeah. And so were you like, I want to do this as a career or was it still just like, oh, it's just this thing I do? Uh, To be honest, no, I, I don't. It was just something I was good at. And something that came naturally to me, but I didn't really think about it as a career. I I was just having fun, you know. Why do you think you didn't think about it as a career? Like, I feel like, so like I have an immigrant parent and I feel like I had a different kind of immigrant parent because my mom actually like encouraged entertainment, whereas I have other friends who had immigrant parents and they were like, yeah, no. And then I have friends whose families had like family businesses. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I actually have immigrant parents too. Where and are your parents from? So my dad is from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and my mom is from Mexico. What's new? Buenos Aires. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> I had to do it. Um, and so they always supported me, mm-hmm. but art, you know, growing up in the 90s, art was kind of like something that wasn't a profitable thing, I feel like. You know, it wasn't always seen as like, you're going to make money off of this shit. You're just, it was just kind of like, I didn't see it as a profitable career, I guess. That's probably why I didn't really see a future in it. And, you know, for the longest time, and after high school, I actually stopped doing art. I didn't even animate anymore for a long time. Oh, so you were animating in high school? I started animating since I was like, I don't know, 13 years old or something like that. What? How? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, this was a, I don't know if you remember Newgrounds or something like that back in the day. Um, but I was, I was always on the internet as a kid. And that was my space to really explore the world, I guess. And um, so I was in martial arts for a long time. And that was a really big passion of mine. Which one? Uh, I was in Taekwondo. Okay. And I used to love the art form of it. I loved the acrobats uh, of it. And I just loved everything about it. For some reason, it just looked fun to me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like I had an older cousin that would always show me the cool stuff going on. I was big into gaming back then. And he showed Game me this. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and he showed me this uh, video. It was like a stick figure video and it was really simple and they would just be fighting with each other. Uh... And I don't know why that attracted me to it so much because it was something attainable to me. It wasn't such a high production value Disney movie that I thought I could never do. It was something that it was just basic black stick figure, orange stick figure fighting in a white background. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And that made me want, I wanted to control them. I wanted to make them move in my own way. And I wanted to make them myself. So uh, I started, you know, going online. And back then you didn't have YouTube tutorials. You you didn't have all that. So, you know, I just went on forums. That's where you found the communities. And I would just ask people and I would find these other animators and study their work. And I would literally stop frame by frame and just, and just copy them. And I just kept doing that for a long time. (laughs) And so then it just expanded in terms of like you finding new methods and new like technology. So for back then, it was all flash animation. And yeah. What is flash? Because I remember like with websites, that was the big thing. Like, does it have flash? Does it have flash? (laughs) Yeah. So flash was basically the, it was like essentially the video online player at the time. Because this is before YouTube was really a big thing. 
it was just like the web-based platform for graphics, I guess. Because remember, we'd always get like the alert, like you need to update your Flash player. Yeah. Your- <laughs> that was so annoying. So annoying. <laughs> but um, that's basically what it was back then. I don't know if it was meant for animations, but mm. kids used to just use it for animation because it was primarily meant for advertising, for like putting an ad on your website for a company or whatever. And that's really what I use. I, I found a way to crack it. You know what I mean? That's right. That's my, how my whole career started is cracking a, a program. Piracy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the way to go. I'm not going to lie. And so like, when did the transition happen to you feeling like, okay, I'm doing more with this than just playing around? It didn't happen until after uh, high school because for the longest time, I remember when I got to middle school, you know, life changes, you start, you know, you're into girls, you're into sports, you're into other things. So animating in my room wasn't really something I wanted to do anymore. Mm. And I kind of stopped for a while. Um, and it wasn't until high school, I, 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 I fiddled around with it here and there. I actually, I won a contest by, uh, the cataracts. I don't know if you remember them. <laughs> they had a contest back in the day. And it was like for a thousand dollars or something like that, a gift card. And um, they they picked mine and I won it. And it took them like six months to send the goddamn gift card. And I had to remind them too. I was like, guys, I won the contest. I won the like, am I going to get this gift card? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Here it is. And anyway, um, it wasn't until I was in the Art Institute where Devon went to actually. Okay, back and- up. Skirt, skirt. Now see, now see, because you went from I'm not doing this shit anymore to winning a gift card to going yeah, to the Art okay. Institute. But something had to get you to the Art Institute because I just know that the journey for an artist, it's not the same as others because it's not as charted. Like the course isn't as clear. Like I feel like when you're in med school, it's like this is the course. You got to do this. Finance, yeah. same thing. But for artists, every one we have on this show has a very different windy road to how they were like, let me just look more into this. You know what I mean? And sometimes it may be as basic as like a girl is like, I really like that drawing. And you're like, you know what? (laughs) Let me go and draw some more. It was actually, I didn't go to art Institute for animation at all. Actually, I actually went for what Devon went for was uh, auto engineering at the time. And so did you go right out of high school or did you take a break and then decide, let me just No, I, I, I pretty much fucked around after high school. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't apply myself to any colleges. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so in high school, I found music. I, I learned how to play guitar. And that's something I thought I wanted to do at the time. And so I was like, I want to get into studios and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I downloaded programs. I self-taught myself everything I know. Wow. And I, I got into the Art Institute and um, that's really big for my mom because she wanted to go to the Art Institute when she was younger. She never had the chance. And so she kind of pushed me for it. Which, Did she want to go for art? Yeah. And she wanted to go for art. And I think that's where I probably get my talent from is from yeah. her because she was a really great painter, really great artist. And so that's probably where that comes from. <laughs> so I, I basically was going for auto engineering and I had to take an internship class at the time. And I remember this owner of the studio down in Houston came by and he was like, hey, you know, I, I need some animators because we're doing this app or whatever. And I'm like, damn, well, I don't need that, but I want auto engineering. You know what I mean? I want to get into that studio that you got. And he's like, no, we're full. We don't need any auto engineers or whatever. 
I'm like, all right, well, I guess I only have one way. And I sent them that video I did for the cataracts. And um, he's like, come by. Let's, he just, we'll set up an interview tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because he loved I like it. this impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I went in and I basically got the internship. And uh, I later got the job there. And um, that's kind of where I realized, like, I actually didn't want to do auto engineering because I saw Devon... <laughs> Doing that shit, and I was like, "Man, that's not it's what I want to so do." Boring as fuck. <laughs> and it's cool, but like have, watching someone do take after take after take, and like, uh, this is not for me. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work out." <laughs> so that's where I kind of honed in on my skills as an animator, and um, kind of went from there. But animation still, like, I feel like if you ask any independent animator, it's at least for me, it's not something that I could say is like a true passion of mine. Cause I don't think I'm going to mm. do this for the rest of my life. I don't think I want to do this forever. I know that it's something I'm good at doing and that I want to, I do enjoy aspects of it, but like mm. you said, it does require a lot of patience. And sometimes as patient as I am as a person, this is where I run out of patience sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's, it's a lot sometimes, you know? So you also do graphic art though. I do. I do. I do website design and graphic arts and um, sometimes illustrations and stuff like that. Because graphic arts, let me just tell you, because there's a video that we'll talk about later, but working with graphic artists, just know it's just as hard. Graphic artists hate working with people and people hate working with graphic artists. (laughs) It's a very very contentious (laughs) relationship. Yeah, it is. It is. But I wonder... When you say like, you know, this isn't your passion in terms of animating, do you still feel like visual art is where your passion lies? I Maybe it would be in the more idea side of things mm. because I like coming up with ideas. Um, and the thing about my career is that I've never really had anyone else in it. So it's kind of just been me because like how many animators do you really know? And it's really not that common. I mean, like graphic designers are everywhere. But animators are far and few in between, especially as someone that is a really skilled animator. You know what I mean? And so I just feel like for me in Houston, I haven't found that many animators. And there are some, don't get me wrong, and there are some good ones, but I just haven't found that many. And I've always felt like I was kind of a big fish in a small pond, I feel like, Mm. um, in Houston. So I've just kind of been working by myself most of my career and I didn't really have anything to go off of like what I should charge for a client, what I, how Uh, they work, you know what I mean? I didn't have anyone else, you know, like my fiance is a photographer and like photographers are everywhere. I know like 10 photographers. I know 10 (laughs) drummers. I know so many, but animators, I'm, I'm the only one, you know what I mean? I probably know one other artist and like, I don't have any contact with them. So when you said that you like the idea phase of stuff, like, tell me more about that. Like, what do you consider that to be? It's, well, it's the most challenging part, actually, because animation is just problem solving. I think that's what art is, Hmm. essentially. It's just problem solving. Tell me more about that. Nice to say some (laughs) shit like that. He's not going to let you move on. (laughs) I'm like, that's a gem right there. What I have to do is when when a client gives me their direction, I have to figure out how I can deliver something to uh, a certain level, I think I have a general sense of what is going to be perceived well and maybe what is going to per- not perceive well. Mm-hmm. And I have Meaning to... Meaning you have taste. That's what that Yeah, is. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you have taste. And I, I have to figure out a way to deliver it in a way that 
is feasible and that I can do it in a timely manner. Because a lot of times clients don't know what they're asking of and they think that it's easy. You know, they think it's just a 10 second video, 20 second video. And it's like, okay, well, what you're asking me is to do all this and this and this, and this is going to take me months to do. And I need to figure out a way to deliver this in like two weeks or whatever that you, your timeframe is, you know? Mm. And so that is a problem solving aspect that I have to do. And like, that's also one of the most challenging things I feel like, because I'm literally in this room walking around thinking about how can I do this? And I, that, that is mentally exhausting after a while, you know, you, it yeah, doesn't get easier. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I guess, cause I've been getting better at it, but at the same time, it's, it's always mentally exhausting after a while. I feel like the problem solving thing is partially just because it's the nature of doing art and commerce. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Definitely. Cause if it's just for me, it's a lot more relaxed, but even then I have some personal projects coming out and um, there were challenges on that too. It's interesting to hear it be considered an ex, ex cause challenge and exhausting are two different things, right? Because I feel like when something is exhausting, it's draining you, you know, it doesn't feel like it's giving back to you when something's a challenge though, it's strengthening you, even if it's difficult. Right. And I feel like when it comes to working with a passion once that passion starts to feel exhausting, it's so like, it becomes like, ugh, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like I had to quit, I had to quit music because I was in the music business and the business of it had become so exhausting that I was like not liking music. Yeah. I was like, how you don't like music? I mean, that happens in animation a lot. And that's why I actually took up real estate. Uh, not, many, not many people know that about me, but I'm actually a real estate agent as well. Wow! <laughs> so if anyone needs a truths house always or come out. Truths <laughs> always come out on small doses. People always are like, I don't really say this much, but I'm gonna say it here. But um, and I, I didn't. I feel like in real estate, people don't join real estate because they love it. They join it because that's kind of what they had to do at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you pass that test, I mean, those tests are not hard. It, are not it's, easy. It's, 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 it's really hard. And that, that's not also a passion of mine either, by the way. That's not something that I wanted to do exactly. But my brother-in-law was opening up his real estate firm. And I was at a time where I just quit my job. It was nine to five. It was really toxic. And I didn't have any animation clients at the time. And it's just something I did for money. And it's now that has allowed me to not have to rely on animation so much. Because before I had to take clients that it was just... That's you know, side! <laughs> Wait, tell me about that side. When is when is it a client that like what is the type of stuff that will come across your desk that makes you be like, damn, like this isn't really my jam? Well, first of all, it's hundred dollar budget, a twenty-five dollar budget. And they look at my videos and they're like, I want that three minute video. Could you do this for fifty dollars? Oh wow. And I'm like, I don't even respond anymore. I'm just like, man, it's so it wasn't paying for a while. It wasn't paying the bills. So they try and barter with you. Yeah. All the time. You see, you can't really barter with artists. Well, it just takes so much time or to haggle, animate. Or haggle, I should say. Yeah. And it just, the nature of animation is that it, it will take time. And if I'm going to spend full time for two weeks or a month on this, how is $100 going to help me out? You know what I mean? How is that right. going to really pay my bills? Like, I can't even pay my phone bill with that. So it's just like something that I did. So now I'm at the point in my career where I'm trying to. I want to get to the point where I want to work with certain people. I want to work with, you know, who I want to work with. Or if you can't afford it, I'm just going to do real estate. That's <laughs> what I got to do. I'm sorry. Like, I don't have to rely on this anymore to do this. So 
How does that feel? Like, does it feel empowering to be able to have this other outlet so that you don't have to like put your work, like your art up on the chopping block? It's a sense of relief, I guess. Mm. (laughs) It does help. Also, because when I do get a client, I'm inspired by them and the work comes better. Because if I'm not inspired, it's going to be difficult to make good work. That's always the case. And so if it's inspiring, it's always easier and it flows better. And that's why I'm able to deliver your your show. Your, your <laughs> I mean, I, I, when you're talking about these other people, I'm like, he ain't talking about me. I, no, I, not, I was I'm like, not, I paid the rate. I didn't ask for no shorts. Oh, <laughs> that was a good... Uh, challenge because I wanted to do a different style with your intro. And so that was a good opportunity for me. So what are the type of projects that inspire you? Everything. <laughs> I, I well, no, it. clearly not because you said that there's certain <laughs> stuff that comes your way. Is it really the money that just kills it? Well, yeah, I, I, that's a big reason. <laughs> right. And I'm sorry to say that, but I mean, we got no, to live, man. Artists got to live, you know. And we, your, your art is of worth and of value. Yeah. That is a big uh, motivator, but what inspires me, it like, man, I don't know. I'm really inspired by this artist, Rough Mercy. He's really, really someone I look up to right now. I'm really inspired by- Like when a client comes to you and is like, this is what I want you to do. What kind of projects do you feel like light a fire under you? Oh, man. (laughs) You know, if it's just something that I'm into, um, Mm. you know, like- I do get a lot of bands asking me for work and some of them are really great, but it's also what they're asking of. And I guess what I like about an artist is the ability that they give me to allow me to do what I feel. I think like it's a more collaborative effort. I think that's what really inspires me. Cause when an artist is like, I want you to do this and this and this and do this and this and this, that's when I, I get like, Oh man, like I don't have any room for any improvisation or anything like that. And that's what, because the way I animate is more experimental and yeah. it's all, a lot of it is improvised on the spot. And so I think when I'm not allowed to do that, I, I don't feel I can do my best. You said that a lot of stuff you do is on the spot. So tell me more about like your process. Like once you do get in the mix of animating, I, I mean, I guess I just assume that like you have it all planned out, but that's apparently not the case. No, that is. That I mean, is and your shit is trippy as hell. So, you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, does he take something before he does this? <laughs> that's, what, that's what people say. That's what people say. But uh, no, it's actually not true. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not opposed to taking anything, but I have a knack for going a trippy route. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> that's just something I've always done. And it just always felt more natural to me. I don't know why. My process is very, like I said, experimental. I never know what I'm going to do. And that's also kind of a scary thing because especially when there's a deadline and I'm like, oh man, how am I going <laughs> to, how am I going to do this now? But I guess the process is more, I, first of all, I look up inspiration all the time. I need a visual uh, to go off of. And sometimes it, it happens. I get an idea in my head where I'm like, okay, I think this style will work better. Like for your intro, I, I wanted that collage uh, style. I don't know why something came to my head and I was like, this is going to look dope. And I, and I appreciate your, your um, initial. Um, uh, I made him a deck. and i do that really helped me a lot actually see i um, was worried that that was going to get in the way because i didn't want you to feel like i was trying to tell you like i need this 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 it was just kind of like here's a guide no no that that actually helped me out a lot and i I appreciate that so i I guess what i do is i I try to take it as a a challenge and i want it because i've never done that style that way 
Um, and there was an artist that I, I really was inspired by at the time. And his name was Blink or something like that. Hmm. And he's on Instagram. Really, really good artist. You check him out and you'll see the inspiration that <laughs> that was there. But that kind of was a challenge for me to just like, let's see if I can do it this way. And then like, you just start playing around with it. And then as I start working, I that's when I start developing ideas. And I'm really not good at planning animations out. And that's something I've been trying to work on because I know some clients expect a draft or they expect mm. a, a treatment or something like that or an animatic. And, and it's kind of hard because when I do that, I can deliver that. But then as I'm working, I get these ideas and like, oh, this is going to be so much better. But then I show that to them and they're like, well, this is different than what you told me you're going to do. And I'm like, oh man, but I just, I got to go where I'm going. You know what I mean? If I don't, then it's just not going to, you know, I don't know. I talk about, I have a book called Small Doses where I talk about just like, art and commerce in one of the sections and how it can be difficult because exactly that, like as an artist, like our processes are very different than necessarily like the finite steps that may be the normal process, like for submitting a spreadsheet, right. Or a report. And it's like, you have to really challenge yourself a lot of times to like find ways that you can still give them some appeasement like give the client some level of comfort but also Mm -hmm. like creating space for yourself and so like i will literally say like this is where i'm at right now don't get married to this i'm just letting you know that this is the step that i'm at in the process now if you don't like anything about this you need to tell me now (laughs) 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 but if you do like this great but just know this is the direction it could change. I used to do commission paintings and, you know, I would send them like, okay, this is what I think I'm going to paint. Yeah. Don't fucking get married to this shit. (laughs) Okay. Like you gave me, you gave me like a concept, you know, like I want, like someone that said they wanted different musicians and representing different types of black music. And I'm like, okay. And so then I sent them a mock-up and they were like, oh, that's cool. And I said, but just know that like this is a mock-up and the mock-up is where my creative vision is at. But the more I think about this and and then once we go from this is a mock-up with marker, once we get to the paint, it may move me differently, but I'm going to keep it as close to this as I can. And I feel like just by being that honest with folks, like they were more open you know, to being like, okay, yeah. you know, and then I think it also like makes people feel like they're being an artist too. Right. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. you know, so like come along this artist ride with me and they're like, oh, okay, I'm on the ride with you. <laughs> but you know what, as far as like the clients and stuff go, I feel you because, and this may seem like a stretch of a reference, but I used to do Airbnb and I used to host and I would be still in the apartment. So like I had a duplex. So the person would live on the bottom and I'd live on the top. And I could tell from the first correspondence whether or not I need to have this person at the house or not and I feel like it's the same with clients when it's dealing with an art project because if someone comes off top with all these questions and I know some of y'all are like why can't I ask questions it's the types of questions I am so curious Andres what are the type of shit that people ask you that make you just be like god damn it here we go again Oh my God. I know um, one of them is how long is this going to take? Oh yeah. I get that all the time. And they're shocked at how much it is sometimes. And they always, what program do you use? All this, mm-hmm. like, I guess how long is it going to take? Yeah. That, 
That's the common one I get a lot. I mean, are people respectful of how long it takes? Generally, yes. And I've been fortunate enough to work with clients that are are really have allowed me to let me do my thing and be collaborative. And I, I'm really grateful for that because in the past year or two, it's been nothing but those clients. So I've been really fortunate. Really? What do you think is the change? Well, I don't know. I think it's because I don't have to rely on this anymore. I guess. And I don't so know. the energy you're putting out is like attracting different. Maybe I don't. I guess, and also like the people like I, I reach out to, or they reach out to me. Like I don't want to work with anyone and anyone like just because they can afford it. You know what I mean? Unless I'm getting buku bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe I'll I'll think about it. But <laughs> what's the longest animation project you've done? Actually, it was for a personal one that I just did. It's for, uh, I hate to say this because I feel like everyone says this, but for some of my music. (laughs) 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 And I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, but (laughs) I feel like everyone does music now and it's so annoying. But, uh, (laughs) but, you know, I've been doing this shit for a long time and this is just a a project I've been working on with a friend of mine. It's called Promenade. And um, I just animated for the first uh, single that we're going to do. And um, it took me about four, five months. And I wasn't getting paid for that. I was just doing that for myself. And that's something that was a passion project of mine. Um, Because I wanted to, I've always wanted to do something that I was involved in the audio aspect and with the visual aspect. So I feel like I got that done. And then we got- How long is that? That like three minutes? That's about, yeah. Three, actually no, it's four minutes. Four minutes. Oh wow, that's long. Um, It is a long video, but um, hopefully when it comes out, you can check it out and- I don't know. See what you think. But, um, yes. <laughs> well, it's funny you said about the audio because for those who don't know, my partner Devon did the theme music for Views yeah. from a Man Land. He produced the theme music. And I remember you were like, what's the music going to be? Yeah. <laughs> because I can imagine, you know, so correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of animating is about the rhythm of things. Mm-hmm. And if you're animating to music, like there needs to be a certain beat to it. I know when I edit things, if I'm editing with music, I'm editing to the beat. It like drives me crazy when people don't edit to the beat and cuts are happening like white people trying to clap. It just drives me (laughs) bonker. I'm like, this is off rhythm. This is off rhythm. Um, Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's always a rhythm to anything and you're essentially editing when you're animating as well. You know, it's all a part of it. You're an editor, you're a director, you're an animator, you're you're especially independent animators because animators that maybe work for a big company or Disney or something like that are just animating. They're just drawing someone else's artwork and they're doing the frames and that's it. But independent animators, I feel like we have more of a input, a creative input that we do, which is just like the creative, the concept, the character design, like, and I'm, I'm just one guy. I don't have anyone else helping me out. And it just happens literally in this room. And so it's just me and I, I do the whole thing. So <laughs> Yeah. The, yes. the whole thing. <laughs> the script. So we have a segment on the show called The Script where we give our guests just a little uh, supplementary materials to help them along the way in the conversation. And so is there any like, I mean, you did name a couple artists, but are there any artists you follow, any animation books or programs or anything that inspires you or that you feel like will help them on their journey uh, to either discovering or furthering their animation? Oh, man, if you're if you're an animator, <laughs> I, I guess YouTube tutorials now. I still look up YouTube tutorials every day, especially oh, wow. when I'm working on a project. It never stops. 
it's never like, oh, I learned everything. I'm done. It's you, you will always keep going. To this day, I look up YouTube tutorials for the program that I've been working in for the past over, you know, 15 years or whatever it's been. What um, program is that? I was using Flash, which is now Adobe Animate. And now I use primarily Photoshop for my animations and stuff and After Effects. And there's a lot. And these programs are very complicated. You're not going to know everything about them. And there's always room to learn more about it. So YouTube tutorials are everything and utilize them the best way you can. And if you got money to pay for some tutorials, then I would say do it because it helps. As far as artists, uh, Rough Mercy is a big, big one of my uh, inspiration of mine right now. But I'm also inspired constantly by different artists all the time. So it'll change. Um, but that's the one I'm on right now. For years, I was doing with uh, with Blink. He was really inspirational for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't, I hate to say this, but I don't, I don't read as much. <laughs> I should. Um, but I just, I'm more visual, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, makes visual, you know? so, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. So we have started this little thing where I have artists walk us through some of their work and just talk to us about just the different processes they went to or what inspired them. And I want you to take us on a little walkabout with uh, Mr. Andres Soleil. Okay. <laughs> so, hold on one second. I don't know why this isn't opening. Okay, so this is an oldie. Oh, yeah, that's old. Oh, my God. That is old. Yeah. But uh, what I love about this one is I like that it's like it's basic, you know what I'm saying? But it's still vibrant. So I know this is an oldie. So talk us through like when did you do this? Why did you do it? All that good stuff. That was one night and I was feeling very creative that night and I just wanted to do something and post it. And that's what I did. Is this and you? Ten- that is me. Yeah. It's a was, self-portrait. Yeah, it is. Basically, yeah. That's when I had really, really long hair back in the day. Longer than this. But yeah, um, that was just something I was inspired. I was inspired by a video. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but it was a really trippy video. And I guess I have a knack for trippy things. Um, <laughs> and um, I just wanted to do something like that. And that was one night of work. And that was just for fun. So was that one of those times where you just come up with something off the fly and you're not even like researching or you're not even looking for like inspiration. It's just like, let me just see what my skills can do. Yeah. How often do you do that? Not that much anymore, honestly, because that was before I had any type of animation career. I wasn't doing it for the money or anything like that, or I was just doing it for myself. And that's kind of what I miss sometimes about animation. Cause sometimes animation can get too career oriented where it's like, Oh, well now I, this is a job for me now. But sometimes I kind of miss it as a hobby, you know, and that's kind of where I feel like it's the most fun. That's where I can enjoy animation more um, than anything, I guess. Well, that speaks to this video. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, my God. So please tell us about this video. <laughs> so, y'all, this uh you said was for the Giphy Film Contest, and it's a story about the life of a graphic designer and dealing with yeah. those pesky clients. Yeah. <laughs> I I love comedy and I love 
you know, as you can see in my earlier videos, I do a lot of comedy skits and that one, I like entering contests sometimes and they're a fun motivator for me to see if I win anything. <laughs> uh, and that one, I thought it would be funny to incorporate some experience I've had with clients and make a joke out of it. And so the joke is that, oh, is this, that's the baby in the womb? Yeah. So the, the mother's birthing this man <laughs> who's just a graphic designer automatically. And this client comes out of nowhere. And it's a short life of a, <laughs> a graphic designer, I guess. And then says, make it bigger. And it kills him and his mother. Damn, and they both die. I'm <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I know you hear the sound in the back, like the like plot the, line. line yeah. <laughs> so, Damn, you know, it yeah. feels like that. Now, see, people are listening. Like, well, fuck, I'm not going to be a graphic designer. Shit, this. I is- mean, it's cool. It, it is cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm talking so much shit about clients, and they're they're cool. They're not all bad. They're they're great. I have a lot of good clients. A lot, in fact, a lot of my clients are great. Tell me what makes a good client. Understanding, being understanding of how long it can take, and not trying to steer this. Because it's the way I see it, for me, it should be a collaborative effort. You came to me with this project. I'm going to give you my input. And then we're going to make this thing together. And that's the thing. For me, like I said, I hate it when it's like, I want it only this way. And it can only be this way. And I've worked for corporations that have been like that. And that like, that just, I can't do that for so long. I can't really do that for so long. Like that's, that's just going to get old. So a, a client that's a really open client understanding, you know, is accepting of like what is, you know, what it takes to do it. Now I've had people tell me that it also helps when you are able to know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. That's why I sent you the deck. Cause I wanted to try and be like, okay, these are the things that I'm into because I've had graphic artists say like, when you don't have any level of guidance, then what ends up happening is a trial and error where yeah. it's like, we're just back and yeah. forth, back and forth. And who has time yeah. for that? That can happen. That that has happened to me before. So like, it does help to give a direction. And that's really all I need is a direction. But sometimes clients are like, just do what you want. And that kind of is like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But then it's like, then I give them this. And they're like, that's not what I wanted. I'm like, well, you said do what you want. And this is what I did. <laughs> I did what I wanted. Oh, you know. Well, let's go to this last one. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we've been making reference. And, um, but you also did the intro for Bedtime Tea. And, that was y'all need to understand that was literally like I just like sent Andres like hey this is what it was can you make me fall into a teacup (laughs) (laughs) and you sent it back and it was exactly what I wanted it was very similar and I think part of the reason why and this is something for those of you guys who are listening who may not be a creative but may want to work with a creative I went to Andres already liking his style. So I wasn't like trying to ask you to do something else than your style. Like, I feel like that saved me. I've had to learn that lesson myself. Like, don't go to just someone who can animate and be like, can you do this? Like, see what they already do. Do they do the style of animation Mm -hmm. that you want? So when you got my deck and you said, okay, I like this guy Blink style, how did you then... Cause then you like put my face on a seal's body. And I, <laughs> I had to, you know what I mean? It was, it was the obvious 
obvious thing to do. It was the right thing to do. <laughs> it just seemed fitting, you know? I mean, it made sense. where does the end come for you? Like, I know, like you said, it takes a long time, but like in my case for this video, there's so many different elements. When did you know it was done? Let me send it to her. Well, I had a high school art teacher that always said, you're never done in art or you're never finished in art, which is, I guess it's true um, because it always is a decision you make because I can go on forever on a video. But I guess it was when I had enough impression because I have to, it has to have some kind of impression on me before I can send it to you. Because if it doesn't have one on me, it most likely will not have one on you. And so if it gives me any type of feeling or impression, like, oh, this is going to be like, they're going to see this and they're going to be like, oh yeah. Like if it doesn't give me that feeling, then I'm not done. It's just not going to work. I can give you an update on that and be like, this is the direction. And if you get a vibe and like, yeah, I love this. Keep going. Like then I know that I'm almost done. Like I'm almost to the finish line. Impression. Mm. <laughs> well, you did a great job on my Views from Mandaland intro. You. And, you know, I think that the conversations that we've been having with artists have much in part been about them also being in commerce, just because I've been fortunate enough to talk to artists who have been like able to make a living out of their art. And I think a lot of folks really aspire to being able to make a living off of their art. I know that I feel mm -hmm. very lucky to make a living off of my art, but I know that I've also had to like come to decision points of like how much I want my living to be made off of my art. And so I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about just realizing, like, I don't want to completely live off of animation. It's like you need to preserve some of it. Yeah, I mean, unless someone was paying me a million dollars a year to make one animation, then yeah, that'd be great. But obviously that's not going to happen. So I, I do want to preserve it as a more of a hobby because, like I said, I feel like that's when I felt the most joy from animating. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to take clients if it comes my way, especially ones that I want to work with, because that is also an inspiring thing for me as well. Taking clients? I mean, if if it's something like really awesome, a client that I want to work with, then that's going to inspire me. And that's going to also mm. motivate me to complete the project. You know what I mean? Well, congrats on completing your video for your music thank you uh, so for, for promenade <laughs> so i'll be looking out for that and but we say a promenade so oh my bad my, oh like lemonade <laughs> exactly promenade. okay my fault my fault my fault and thank you because i know you were like i'm not you know this isn't really like talking isn't my shit but you did a great job Thank you. I appreciate it. You did a great job. And I will be coming back to you with more animation work that hopefully will inspire. For those of y'all who are listening and want to check out more of Andres's work, you can go to The Andres Soler. So that's T-H-E-A-N-D-R-E-S-S-O-L-E-R on Instagram. Is there anywhere else folks can see your work? No, that's that's really the spot that I post on. Okay. So check it out. It's trippy. It's unique. <laughs> I actually had one more question because you do a lot of stuff with collage mm -hmm. and that seems to be like a thing that you're doing. But then what is this? Like this is a whole different style than the other stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, that was a very experimental video again uh, for Brandon Jenner that I did. I had no idea what I was going to do for that video. I was scared of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he asked me and he gave me such a short timeline. It was like, I need this in a week. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I was in a really crazy mindset and that. And so I just kind of, I was like, I'm just going to go off trippy right now and I'm going to do some crazy shit. 
And I, I developed some kind of lyrical thing and it, it, the lyrics worked out and he loved it. So it, it worked out. And I'm so happy that's done because I had no idea. <laughs> Does it bring you more confidence every time you find yourself in that place of like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then you somehow do it. Yes, it does. I don't know how I pull it off sometimes, but it does. I'm like, okay, well, I've done it before, so I can do this again, and I'm going to do it. And I know I can do it because I have done it before, and it's like a loop. And so uh, somehow I do it, and it, it does take some late nights and some hours in, and but <laughs> it happens, you know? The last dose. Well, kudos, because I think that's something that all of us artists need to remind ourselves of. It's like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah. Because every new project can feel like a new obstacle or it can just be like a new, like we said, a new challenge. And it's like, yeah. oh, I've, I've climbed this hill before. I can climb this hill again. Yeah. So mm -hmm. keep climbing, Andres. Keep climbing. <laughs> and thank you so much for talking to us today. Well, thank you for having me. Scarpins Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.